Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Ken Cladoris, who is an esteemed wealth advisor and the author of Get There, Chart Your Course to Financial Abundance and Live the Life You Desire. In today's episode, he and I talk about his new online course entitled Stillness to Success that provides a valuable resource for individuals who are ready to create real change in their lives. Welcome to Lifeology. Hey, James. Thank you so much. Excited to be here today. I am really looking forward to this. We had a great call, a great talk in the pre-call, and I know you have so much information for us. So not only do you have your expertise on stillness, I will bring in the psychological components of that and to really augment what you have to say today. But before we get started, how did you, how did you get into the wealth advisory management part of your life? Yeah, so that was right my early focus and you know the track that I was on for the last well, for a long time. Right, I was very dedicated yeah. to the finance base. Knew that's what I was going to do. Did my undergraduate degree in finance, worked in a back office of a broker dealer, got my MBA in finance, and then have been doing this ever since. So wow. that was very, I know, right? It's very, very specific. I knew what I wanted very to do. Specific. <laughs> um, which is really, which is but, really cool because there are some people who really do have that awareness and other people don't, which is just, it's, everything's fine because we eventually will find our way. And for you, that's yeah. really what you teach is how to be very specific and intentional about that. Because when you figure out your why, if you will, and all of a sudden you are able to live the life that you want. And I know with stillness, that's something that you really talk about because how can you find out what you want to do, what your passion is, if you don't quiet everything down and just simply sit with yourself and be with yourself. Exactly. Right. So many people, again, stay so busy and there's just so much noise and I call it like chaos in your mind that you mm -hmm. never really have time to hear your true intentions and what mm -hmm. you know you want to do and you know what you want in your life. 
Yeah. And because sometimes that's a really good point because sometimes life gives us many things and we think we have to have that in our life, but we are the creator of our life. And so change is just simply a thought away. When you recognize that, you can allow certain things in your life and if, you know, the things you don't have to allow in your life. Or if you can't change things, you can change your perspective about it or how much energy you give to that event. Exactly. Right. So, but it's all, it starts with being able to recognize that you need to quiet your, your mind and let go of those layers and that noise to even do that work. And for most people, I find that that's the hardest thing for them to do. It's just sit with themselves and be still. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, when I was reading about you, you use, you love to sail. And so sailing, that really taught you a lot of things as far as how to live your life in a lot of ways. Can you walk me through that? How did that make sense for you? Yeah. Well, James, let me go back a little bit and give you an idea of like, cause I made it sound like everything was really easy for me. Right. And like finance was the thing. <laughs> no, I totally get it. <laughs> um, but I got to a point where I felt like I'd plateaued. And I think mm. a lot of people kind of recognize that, right? Like, you set your intentions early on, you reach them. And now it's like, okay, now what's next? What, what do I do? You know? And yeah. that's where I kind of got lost in like having life in repeat outside noise, the habits I'd created. And I really couldn't hear my own intentions of what was next. Mm. And so it wasn't until I was on actually on vacation and I was sitting in the Cayman islands with nothing to do all day. Right. That never happens. Right. For, yeah. Yeah. For anybody, I don't think, right? So I'm sitting yeah. there in the morning and listening to the waves crash and like this just wave of clarity and just like energy just took over me and mm. all of my thoughts and negative beliefs kind of just went away. And I was just mm. sitting there full of potential. Of like, oh my God, I could do so much more than what I'm yeah. doing, you know? And, uh, it was a great feeling. And then when I came home, obviously life started again and I was back into my habits and I realized, okay, I'd experienced that in the Cayman Islands. Like I know I can live that way. How do Mm -hmm. I do that? Yeah. And that started me on a, you know, well now six year journey on finding my stillness and really diving down into what are the needle movers for people in their life and how do you actually create more stillness for yourself so that you can go through those exercises of defining what you want in your life, what your life looks like and start to move forward and actually create that life. Wow. That's really neat. I actually had a very spiritual experience like that myself. I was, when I was younger, I was over by the cliffs of Mower in Western Ireland. And I remember I was sitting down, I was in this hostel. I was in my early twenties and this is when it was safer to travel back then. then. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm at this hostel and all of a sudden I just happened to look over and it was a really, really remote place. They had just like a, like maybe five buildings in this little village. It was really small. And I looked over and I'm like, what is that? I'm like, is that like a Celtic tower? I'm like, this is so random. So I jumped the fence. Sorry, everyone. I broke the law back then. (laughs) But I jumped the fence, (laughs) went over and I sat next to it. And so as I'm sitting next to this old Celtic tower and I'm looking down over this, this, um, this field and then it drops off where the cliffs are. So it's like a thousand feet drop and there are all these cows there below me. And so I'm looking at, it's almost like a little, little lagoon. So I'm sitting there with this tower here, the cows are below me, sunsets happening here and the birds are flying and the wind is in my face. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was probably one of the most spiritual moments of my life because it was like nothing mattered. I mean, it was like, it was yeah. all my five senses were being used. And we'll talk about that in a minute when we talk about stillness. But when all my five senses were being used, the, the visceral experience I had that I was so present that to this day, I can recall that in such a powerful way. And anytime that 
I'm like, what am I doing? Or does this even matter? I can go back to that moment. And when I had that spiritual awakening or spiritual reminder of what my purpose is, what my calling is and the connection with my creator and how that really made sense for me. And so, you know, just like for you as well, you had that, that uh, epiphany when you were on the Cayman Islands and you had that awareness, I can do so much more. I'm created and connected to so much, something so much more. I think that's a lesson for all of us. We all probably have those, whether we realize it or not. But unfortunately, like you said, if we have too much noise in our life, then those events are happening all the time. We just don't realize that they're happening. Right. And I think kind of to your point, right? You, I relive that moment quite a bit, right? And it makes me smile and I get all excited about it. You kind of did the same thing. It's just like, it's a very powerful when you get to experience that. And I think it's life-changing, but it, it's also important to recognize that that moment occurred and use it as you move forward to like change the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. We will, um, when it comes to gratitude, everybody has different versions of gratitude, but from a psychological approach, what we teach is uh, either cognitive behavioral therapy, if someone wants to look that up, but a subset of cognitive behavioral therapy is rational emotive behavioral therapy. Fancy terms to basically say, whatever you think about determines what you feel. What you feel determines how your body responds. So if I'm thinking of all these things, oh my gosh, I have to do this or I have to do that, or I can't stand this person, all of a sudden I'm creating all these feelings inside of me, which then causes my body to react. It can react in the fight or flight, which creates all the stress hormones in my body, or it can cause me to yell at someone, which unfortunately I have to apologize later for, which I don't like apologizing. <laughs> but it makes me show up in the world and however, however we want. But the really cool thing about gratitude is when you look at an event and you find something about it that you appreciate about it, it could be the, the silliest thing. Um, like, I like, I like the color of your shirt. Okay, that's a start. Or if you can't find anything that you like about somebody or something, then you pull up a memory that's, that you had a great experience about. So for you, it's the Cayman Islands. For me, it's me <laughs> jumping the fence. I'm in Ireland and having this spiritual awakening. So when you can pull up that event, what happens is then you start to use all of your internal five senses to experience something. So now I can close my eyes, pull that event up, and I can see um, the beautiful sunset. I can feel the wind in my face. I can smell the earth. I can smell the, the, the um uh, or taste even, smell and taste, you know, the, the sea air, all of that is happening. And so when I can use all my five senses in that moment, it changes what I think about. So now I'm focusing on this, which then gives me a sense of stillness and serenity and joy. And then that, all of a sudden it gives my body dopamine. And as we know, dopamine is one of the feel-good chemicals that are so important. So when you have the feel-good chemicals, it helps, dopamine helps with focus. It helps with uh, motivation, it helps with tenacity. It helps with, gives you a sense of purpose and gives you some energy. So when I'm now focusing on the gratitude aspect or the joy of this memory, all of a sudden, if I'm struggling in life, all of a sudden, my, I start to give myself a hit of dopamine. And so the more I do that, then all of a sudden, it helps me reset what I'm struggling with and allows me the ability to do what I need to do. For example, you said that you were smiling and you could see me smile when I'm talking about it. We just gave ourselves dopamine. And that's something that's so easy. Yep. It's so free. Anybody can do it. And so that's one thing I would sell my end and my platform. That's what I really talk about. So I just wanted to add that with yours because I know we're going to talk about stillness in just a second. But that from a psychological approach, that's how anyone can create dopamine and gratitude by using gratitude, by using your internal five senses with a memory that you love and really can sit with that. You get the visceral response and that changes how you show up in the world in that moment. Yep, exactly. So I couldn't agree more, you know, and then using the, <laughs> the stillness aspect of that, right? Like mm -hmm. for me, as you meditate and spend more and more time creating stillness, right? You slip into the gap, right? Which is like the, mm -hmm. the, the space between thoughts. Yeah. And when you're in that space of pure potential, you get that same kind of feeling of like, ooh, right? You feel refreshed afterwards and you feel like you can accomplish so much more. But yet, like when you get into the next thought, everything kind of starts over 
and you can yeah. just dip you know, yourself back in and out of that gap. And then you create space in your action and your activity between an event and your emotional response. Yes. And it kind of just naturally happens. So, yeah. And I love you talking about the emotional response because we also, or I also teach that you have a first response and a second response. The first response is the sky is falling. This is the worst thing ever. I'm not going to be able to live my life, whatever that is. And we all have that. So, and then the second part is, and what am I going to do about this? And so we all have those things. For some of us, it may take a lot longer. For example, if I came up and startled you, you'd be like, ah, and then you'd see it's me. And then you'd be like, okay, don't do that again. And so the first response is a startle response. Second response is you are assertive. And so that's something that we all do. So when life happens, the first response is this. We all slip into the second response, which is the proactive version of it, or it could be the reactive, but we all have the moment to realize we can do something different. When you were talking about stillness, everybody has a different concept of stillness. What does that word mean for you? So it's very broad for me. That's why I use the word stillness. Mm-hmm. Um, so my stillness practice, you know, can includes daily meditation. Um, I do a lot of, you know, just present moment awareness activities kind of whenever I'm doing anything. Um, and then in addition to that, one of the most profound experiences that I've had since learning to meditate was doing prolonged silence. Mm. And so every year for the last three years, I've done multiple days up to five days in silence and that is a very a lot of stillness but you know it is what i call stillness and again it's just prolonged time in silence but it is life-changing and it helps you in every aspect of your activity because you get to deal with so many thoughts that you never get to hear in your daily life and you have to sit with them because you can't do anything else right you're just you're you're silent for five days so you just sit with your thoughts, clear them, oh. work through things, and it is life-changing. And I know so many of the, like the Shaolin monks and so many Buddhist monks, they go through that vow of silence for years. And as you said that, I'm like, mm, can I do five minutes? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it can be difficult. So I, I love that. I love that you are able to do that. I mean, that, that the endurance that you're able to create with that, I think that's, that's a beautiful practice. And that's definitely something I will incorporate in my life as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why... I'm not sitting here today, James, going like, oh, all your guests should come do a week of silence with me because I feel like that's a big jump, right? Yeah. But if you start with a minute, you know, build up to, you know, a 20-minute meditation practice on a daily basis, and then from there, mm-hmm. build up to prolonged silence, you, right, you start to see the benefits of each stage and incorporate yeah. them into your life. And once you get that daily habit of meditating and getting stillness, you feel ready to go to the next level and like break through even higher. That's amazing. So. I know with the, with the new course that you just created, which is stillness to success. Tell me more about that. Cause I know some of the things you're talking about now are in that course, but tell us about that because I definitely want my listeners to, to be a part of this class. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, stillness to success is a culmination of what I've learned over the last six years of kind of what really works and what moves the needle. Mm-hmm. But it was never my intention to create a course. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Um, sure, I but I have my finance business and was practicing all of my things in the course with myself, right? And like, that's just how mm-hmm. I'm becoming a better person. And in my business, in my networking, people that would see me were like, oh my God, what's changing? What are you doing differently? I was like, what's going on? Like, how are you getting this much success? And how are you doing this? And you always look relaxed and happy and smiling you know, what's going on. And because I kept getting that question, I was like, you know what, there might be a need for this type of mm-hmm. content. I'm going to create it. And so that yeah, was kind of the start of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the, the course starts with, again, just teaching people how to find their stillness. So I'm a Chopra certified meditation instructor, and we teach everybody the primordial sound meditation, mm-hmm. which is basically a mantra meditation where you sit for 20 minutes and repeat a mantra. And it's uh, very easy to do. It gives your mind something to focus on, but it's not as hard as like a concentration where you're like overwhelmed. So yeah. very simple, easy to do. You know, and then from there, after we've kind of created some stillness in your life, we roll into answering questions about yourself, right? What are your core values? What does like an mm-hmm. ideal life look like for you? Creating a vision statement so that you have a North Star on a daily basis to reflect on. Yes. And then creating an action plan of these are my goals in the next year. This is what I need to do to achieve it. And then creating a, the final piece is a, a journal where we do a little bit of gratitude. Uh, top five goals for the day. And then I like to visualize my day before I start. And I mm-hmm. journal out basically how my day is going to go and what I need to bring into my life to achieve my goals faster. And then that's how I start my day. And then I go to work. And so that's what we teach. Oh, that's great. As well. That's yeah. fantastic. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I, my, my morning ritual is very similar to that in a lot of, a lot of ways, because I think however you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. I know some people are probably listening to this right now and think, well, well, Ken or James, I don't have time to do this. You know, my life is so busy. And of course, we're all busy and we never minimize that. But yeah. when you think about it, though, if whatever we think about all the time, let's say we think about something that causes us to feel worried. Because remember, what you think about determines how you feel, determines how you show up. So meditating is, to dispel the myth, I suppose, of meditation is anything you think about over and over again, that's meditating. So if you say, well, I don't, I don't have time to meditate. Well, the point is you meditate every single day. It's just on what do you meditate? And so to, to be more practical in a lot of ways is if you want something different in your life, you have to do something that you currently don't do. And so if that's to add, you know, an hour before you're supposed to get up or a half hour before you're supposed to, you typically get up, then that is now incorporating something that's different. So once again, how you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. And so I'm sure whenever they take this course, um, I'm sure it really teaches them how to prioritize their day, how to really focus on what matters, you know, still finding that stillness and being able to implement these things at the beginning of the day, in my opinion, will then help them be able to roll out each of the techniques throughout the day so that they, regardless, like you said, you can dip back into those, the space between the thoughts and allows you to find that stillness. So you show up in your, in life with that stillness, with that peace that allows you to react, to respond in a way that's actually more proactive as opposed to a response that's reactive. Exactly. Right. Again, it's being being more aware and present of what's going on so that you can be more aware of what you're doing and how you're acting and how you're showing up, mm-hmm. which allows mm-hmm. you to, again, be more proactive, less responsive, and then start to create incrementally the life that you want. And as you do that over and over, right now, you're naturally responding the way you want to and the way that moves yes. you forward and the way that progresses you as a person, right? And it all starts with you know 20 minutes. So, and I always tell people, even if, if 20 minutes is too much, start where you are, you know, whether it's a a breathing exercise for a minute, we have one on my website, uh, kenclodros.com. It's a one minute breathing exercise to help you just recenter. Um, from there, you know, build up to five minutes, then do the 20 and you'll start to see the benefits immediately. Of course. And then once you, once you see the benefits and you're like, oh, this is really working, I'm showing up as a better parent, a better father, like whatever it may be you know, business partner. And you're like, okay, I'm like seeing the benefits here. I'm going to keep doing this. And then everything else in your life starts to change. 
for the better because of some 20 yeah. minute exercise that you didn't want to do to start. That's amazing. I, one of my favorite quotes is the last person in the race beats the person on the couch. So it doesn't matter where you are in life. Trying one thing allows you to do something different than you did before. And the more you do that, the more your life starts to change. So, you know, you th- the people who can see my hands right now, my hands, my two fingers are touching each other. And then one is going up at a different angle. So one little thing at each time that we continue to practice, it allows for you to, a person to, to live a divergent life that's on their terms, as opposed to doing the status quo of what they've done before. So I think that's great. You know, as far as the one minute exercise you have, whatever it could be, that allows for them to find their stillness, which is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. What I really like though, when I, um, when you're talking about finding, you know, just the, the part where you go like five days without talking, which blows my mind to hear that. But when you find that stillness, it doesn't allow for reactivity. So if I, let's say I yell at you, which I'm not going to, but if I were to yell at you and you've already practiced stillness, you've practiced that ability to be quiet. So you then choose the words you want to say to respond or you don't respond. But if we don't find that stillness, yep. we, we've, we have trained ourselves to immediately fill that space with as much energy that the other person has just given to us. And so if they, we, there's no, it's a cause and effect. And so the consequential aspect of it. So if I yell at you and a person hasn't practiced the stillness, like you're talking about, they will immediately yell back at me, which then as we know, doesn't go anywhere. It, it does, it serves no purpose. Yep. So you've created that buffer space so therefore you are then intentional about what you say or how you respond, should you want to respond or don't want to respond, but it becomes your choice as opposed to living on autopilot or becoming a very reactive person. Exactly right. It, it, it allows you to step out of the situation you're currently in, think about what's best for you, how you want to respond, and then again, respond or not, um, mm-hmm. depending on what you feel is best. And it, again, it happens naturally, which for me was the best thing because so many people like feel like you have to do everything and like control it. And I used to be one of those people that felt like every aspect of my life I had to control. Otherwise it was going to fall apart. And with the stillness practice, you start to learn that one, you can't control it anyway. Um, And two, whatever happens, you're going to be able to work through it, move forward and, you know, make it a benefit to you in a way that you would never even have thought of before when you were trying to control the situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, doing this for so long, how has your life changed from where you were to who you are today? I wouldn't even recognize myself from really? five years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's really not that long a time in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Well, and actually I'd say it was really for the most part. So I started seeing benefits immediately. And mm-hmm. when, sorry, I'm like, the best way to describe it is I learned how to sail. I wrote a book. And I opened my own practice within one year of each other after I started wow. doing this because they were wow. all just goals. And I was like, I could do all three at once. I know I have mm-hmm. the time. I have the clarity. I've defined why I want each goal. And I just was yeah. able to do it all. Yeah. And I continue to, I mean, that's how I created the course, right? Everything is just, this is what I want. This is why here's the benefits, create a daily habit mm-hmm. around it, get it done and keep growing. Yeah. You know, and I, I really resonate with that because you know, I have people, I'm sure just say it with you, like, James, how do you find all the time and day to, to do whatever it is you do? You know, how have you done this? How have you done that? And, and, I, and I hadn't really thought about, about the words to use, but what you're saying is, is ex- exactly that. You know, I found that I'm very productive when I do find that stillness. When, and I know the difference when I have so many distractions because all of a sudden my productivity, my creativity, it, it's still there, but it's not as 
intentional or as focused. And so when that happens, in fact, I was in my, in my morning meditation today, this is so funny. My morning meditation today, for me, my high power is God. So I was connecting with my, my spiritual side. And I was like, God, I'm like, why? What has happened all of a sudden? I'm like, this past week, I'm still very productive, but something is off. And, and I felt, um, I obviously didn't hear audible voice, but I just, I, I felt like the response was, um, well, it's because you have so many, so many distractions and they, they were, the distractions were listed off. And I was like, okay. And I was like, all right. And so I mean, what do you say to that? I mean, it's like, okay, it's, it's literally my own fault. So today um, I just reset right. a lot of things. And, and, um, and so from there, I was like, I got it because uh, I had some, I had some goals that I was, re- I've been really looking at. In fact, last night I was really looking at a lot of different things. I'm like, okay, I need to move this widget around this widget around. And so this is what we'll do. And then today when I, and I got that clarity, I was like, Ah, that's that's the part that's been that's holding me back. That's the part that's that's throttling what it is and how far I'm supposed to go when where I could go. And so just having that awareness, that reset today, it's funny, like I said, that we're talking about it today, has helped me to say, okay, a lot of these things have to go on the periphery. Wonderful things, but just things that I don't need to really focus on. So I'm really looking forward to to incorporating, you know, your concepts as well of stillness to make sure that, you know, I can let the that the water, water, if you will, the creativity just flows so freely. So I am looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a brilliant insight in the fact, obviously you have a lot of stillness to even have that awareness of what occurred. Um, and I tell a lot of people to, to seize that second, right. And mm-hmm. seize the second of that opportunity exactly. that you just witnessed and actually start moving forward. Cause so many people, yeah. if they have that moment of brilliance, they still don't do anything because then it's, oh, my phone rang. I got a text. I started yeah. running errands. And next thing you know, oh, I forgot. What was I thinking about this morning? You know, mm-hmm. and it all just starts over. So yeah. taking the time. And to I think there's also, and- yeah, because I think there's also like a season of grace or season of creativity, whatever you want to call it, where when you have that epiphany, just exactly what you're saying. Like for me, I, I do a lot of writing. I'm a content creator. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of things. And so I, if I, as a composer, whatever it is I'm doing, if I all of a sudden have something and I don't put everything aside, then if I come back to it, it's not as, it takes me a minute to get that creative juice, the creative juice is flowing again. And then I'm able to do it. But I've learned that as soon as I have that creative mindset, everything just has to go. And I'm like, you know, sorry, people love you. I'll be back. Give me a day. <laughs> Let me just get this off right. my chest or whatever it is I have to do. And then that's how, you know, for my success, this really happened. And, and once again, I'm no different than anybody else because we all can do this and I'm still learning and growing. But I know for me that when I have that season of grace or cre- season of creativity, if I don't capitalize it on that moment, it doesn't stay as fresh. And after a while, that voice or that creativity gets quieter and quieter and quieter as my external self gets louder and louder and louder. And so when that happens, you create this, this disconnect of what could have been in lines. All of a sudden, it's so disproportionate. And all of a sudden, the gift that was given to me is no longer the gift anymore because it's been given to someone else because I didn't capitalize and, and receive the gift and do what it was that I was supposed to do in that moment. Right. And I'd say not to go on a whole other tangent, but right, you, you, no, when you not. have that moment of clarity and you start your creativity process, right, you drop into flow and mm-hmm. everything just start and from the, from the brain side, you could tell everybody how the dopamine and everything works on that, yeah. but right, you just get into flow and next thing you know, it's five hours later and your, your piece is done and you're like, oh my God, it's, yes. I don't even know how I wrote this or like what happened or how it got <laughs> exactly. this late, but this is awesome yeah. and perfect. Like, I couldn't have done this if yeah. I tried, right? But you did. Yeah, that. exactly. So. Yes. And for me, when that happens, I mean, there's been times when I'm, uh, I, I look around, like when I first started Lifeology, I looked around and I'm like, oh my gosh, the only light on in my house is from my computer. My dog is sitting here. I'm like, oh, okay, James, you got a little too involved. But it's so true. What something's done, like I can look back, like if I write a composition and I just am so humbled by what was given to me because it's not 
it's this, to me, it's the flow. It's the connection with something that's greater than yourself, how I see that. And so to be given something and then to be able to translate it from the, from what was given to a, a tangible aspect of it. It's just a beautiful transition. And it's just, but once again, I, I can't get there. You can't get there. Nobody can get there if they don't seek out that stillness. And once that stillness is found, then I'm sure so many gifts and talents that we all have that are probably cool, you know, haven't really been actualized yet, all of a sudden come to the forefront. You're like, I had no idea that I could do this. And that's a really exciting part is because when people realize that all of a sudden their life does start to change and it becomes something that they want to do as opposed to what the world says they need to do. And that's why it's called stillness to success, because once you find your stillness, right, you get to define what success is for you and go out and achieve it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having my show today. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to be a part of this course, Stillness to Success, Ken, where will they find this information online? Yeah, the best way to connect is at kenclidoris.com. I'm sure there's notes in the show. Um, or you can go to stillness2success.com and there's um, free downloads there available as well, just to help people start from wherever they are to that first step of finding some stillness. It's a great way. And you can also find me on Instagram. Thank you so much, James. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. My listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Glenn Cladoris. Thank you so much for being a wonderful, wonderful guest on my show today. I learned so much, so thank you. Thank you. Great conversation. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.